Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And a very pleasant good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome in Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. We are joined via telephone this morning by Angela Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning. And yes, welcome into another great week on Life Planning 101. This one comes from a very personal place, and I'm really excited to be able to talk about it. Of course, everyone knows we always talk about living life on purpose. And sometimes that has everything to do with money, and and sometimes it doesn't. Well, today, it's all about downsizing in retirement. And is that the right choice? And what am I mean by that? I'm talking downsizing your house, downsizing your ranch, downsizing your business, downsizing your life, thriving in retirement. How do you do it? And this is going to be an excellent show. So I want to start by telling you a little story about a a lady came home and she found her husband. He's got a roll of newspaper all rolled up and he's just as serious as can be, has two sets of glasses on his face and just ready to switch them out at any moment. And he's swatting flies all over the place. And she says, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm swatting flies. So far I've caught three males and two females. She said, well, how the heck do you know their gender? And he says, well, three were on the beer and two were on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, he's got something to retire to, as we call it, right? That's right. Flies. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but, no, I, I say this comes from a very personal place because we get the luxury, I guess, of, you know, watching people in their retirement for 20, 30-plus years. And... I love seeing people's stories evolve. I love seeing what people actually do with their retirement. It's really a beautiful thing to watch. And it goes back to, you know, there's an old saying that life actually begins at retirement. And just because you're no longer working, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have goals. In fact, retirement is really the time that can bring fullness to your life because those goals may be more meaningful than ever before because you have the time, the concentration, and the commitment to be able, or the ability to commit to be able to do the things that you've never been able to do. And when you get to watch somebody do that, that's great. In fact, um, I had the blessing of spending this last weekend with um, my aunt on my husband's side of the family, and I told her she is 72 years old, and she's the youngest 72-year-old I've ever known. Okay. And... I told her, I said, when I, when, when, uh, I grew up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was totally serious because uh, the kids were all over there flanking and tying goats and practicing. Well, next thing you know, the kids are back, and she's still over there, and she's flanking and tying goats herself. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. But isn't that great? Isn't it wonderful that when you see someone just enjoying life so much and just taking it to its fullness and not letting anyone or anything tell you no. Because, you know, she'll be the first to tell you I have aches and pains, but I don't let that stop me. I still want to be writing and uh, living life to the fullest as long as I can. Sure. Pretty powerful. So 
I want to tell you a story, another story, and, and this one won't be about flies, I promise. <laughs> uh, but we met with a rancher and his wife recently. And this is what really spawned the idea for this um, whole show today because here they are, they're selling their life's work, not only just their life's work, it's uh, a ranch that's been in the family for a few generations, and it's a big deal, it's an emotional deal. And they're starting to talk about what they're going to do with their retirement because they need to sell the place. And they've got plans to be able to follow good weather, maybe have a couple homes, you know, spend time with the grandkids, they want to travel. And then they also said they had another idea. Of course, you know they're going to have to find a new home. So a new home to them meant they were going to downsize to about a 1,000 acres. After all, what would they do with all that free time if they didn't have something to take care of? Right. So that doesn't sound like a big deal, but something I have heard from ranchers for years is whether you have 100 cows or you have 1,000 cows, there are daily obligations. You work seven days a week. Even if you have Sundays off, you really aren't having Sundays off because you still have those obligations. So downsizing to something like that, is it really retirement? And my experience of what we see people do is that when they do that, they aren't really retiring. They're going into semi-retirement, but they're not going into real retirement. Now, why do they do that? Okay, so here's what I think. And this goes back to another conversation I had recently with a family. A lady was sitting across the table, and she's talking about, well, we do this, we could buy this ranch, we could do this. And, I, and she's 60 years old, and I asked her, I said, well, why are you wanting to buy a ranch? What is it that you're wanting to do? And she said, I don't know. I guess I just really don't want neighbors. I guess I just want to really be able to look out my window and not see anybody. Other than that, I really don't want the hassle and the operations and the feeling of being tied down all the time. And it was a real aha for her to be able to self-configure that. But I think that's a lot of people. I think that, especially ranchers, you know, we live out in the middle of nowhere and we're blessed with that. Well, all of a sudden we don't want neighbors. Or, or maybe we have the fear of what retirement looks like. It's, it's unconceivable. I mean, my goodness, when you do something... For 20, 30, 40, 50 years, 60 years, change is hard. Big change is even harder. Sure. And sometimes it's, it's unconceivable, right? So how do you do that? And it's scary. And so downsizing seems the reasonable way to ease ourselves into retirement. Maybe there's the fear of absolutely doing nothing because we just don't know. We don't have something to retire to. How many shows have we talked about? retiring to something, okay? And I hear it time and time again when people get a windfall, when they retire, when they sell a business, whatever it is, all of a sudden these big goals come out of the woodwork, but they're really not fulfilling, life-fulfilling goals. They're work goals. They're something that would help create maybe more wealth or potentially create more wealth. Maybe it's something they want to do or have dreamt about doing all their life for their families or their kids, but they need a 40-year-old body, not a 60-year-old body to do it, you know, and you see this a lot. And so you start talking to them about it, and you really realize that, yes, those were things, but their kids don't really want anything to do with it. 
yes, it would create a lot of stress, and oh my goodness, would it impact their finances so that living life on purpose and retiring to something is limited. So what does this mean for you? Well, I encourage you to think about having a successful retirement and forgetting what you've done in the past for just a moment, because all that's really, really, really important. But forgetting about what you've done in the past, forgetting about every goal that you've ever had that you haven't fulfilled. And let's start with a clean slate and figure out what living life on purpose today, the first day of the rest of your life, really looks like. We have more to come right here on Life Planning 101. You don't want to miss it when we come back. Downsizing in retirement. Does it really mean thriving in retirement? Segment two, Life Planning 101. We're talking about retirement this morning with Angela. Back to you. Thank you. And, you know, we're talking about planning for a successful retirement and what that actually means for you and and really digging into why you want to do something you want to do. Is it because it's what you've always done and you don't know any different? And, you know, like you mentioned in the break, Terry, you're afraid of retiring and dying. Is it because you have these goals that you've never got to do, but really they're goals that would have worked when you're 40, not when you're 60, and your kids aren't really interested in those goals. Right. And that happens a lot. Or, you know, is it something that is really going to help you round out your life and to bring fullness to your life? Because after all, that's what retirement is really about. So I want to talk to you about the house. So there's been this one house that I've seen pop up three times Um, I have been in this business, and it was first sold in 2001, not built, but first sold in 2001 uh, due to a gentleman that had kind of put all his eggs in one basket when he retired and bought a bunch of tech stocks, and guess what? They went down, and he ended up having to sell the place for half of what it was worth because it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and it took a very unique buyer to buy it and the upkeep on it. It wasn't really the house itself, but the upkeep on it was about $3,000 a month between taxes, um, you know, the, the bills and everything else. And, and it was just too much. I mean, if you think about it, it'd take about a million dollars a year to support that house income wise. That's big, right? Right. So he sold it 2001. The people that bought it were actually our clients and they bought it and we, and we met him post them buying it. So they had told us the story and they bought it and put it on the market five years later for the exact same reason. So not as in the way of their money going down in value and them not having enough money, but the fact of the upkeep of the house. So these people had come off a ranch and they needed something to quote unquote downsize to. So they didn't want to not have enough to do. Well, they find out that they can't go anywhere. They can't see their kids, their grandkids. They can't travel because there's always something to be done, you know, or they need to hire somebody to actually upkeep it, right? And then they've got this massive cost of just keeping the house up to date. So they put it on the market five years later. It takes 11 years total to sell it. Wow. Because, again, it's out in the middle of nowhere. So, kids, you not. They sell it. Well, here we are sitting eight years later. It's up for sale again by someone that's lost their job 
due to COVID, and they're all, they've got it on the market less than what they purchased it for eight years ago. Should tell us something. Yeah. I think all of us can learn something from that, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes we get this uh, little, little kid in a candy shop syndrome. <laughs> we see something that's like eye candy, but it really doesn't make sense. And I went back, so as I was doing this, because we, over the years we have done tons of, you know, articles about paying for a successful retirement, retirement not being about a dollar amount, will you flunk retirement? And I was looking back through some of these, and I found this interesting piece from 2010. Okay, so this is 10 years ago from Financial Advisor Magazine. And there was an article called Retirees Give Nod to Life Goals Rather Than to the Numbers. And Merrill Lynch had put out this quarterly survey. And the survey concluded that 51% of retirees stated that if they had the chance to do it over, they would have focused more on, quote-unquote, life goals and less on a specific nest egg dollar amount in retirement planning. Okay? Moreover, 38% of that group stated that they would have spent more time on how they wanted to live in retirement. I think it's interesting. And, you know, you hear the dogs all the time that, you know, people spend more time planning their vacation than they do their retirement. Yeah. But there's so much truth to that. Oh, it's so much truth. We work so hard with people to pay as little tax as possible, to come up with this great, you know, income plan for them, you know, to make sure that contingency bucket is all the way full. And then, if, you know, their legacy is important. We've got that driven out, too. So, you know, there's tons of these issues that have to do with just maintaining and preserving and even maybe sometimes at growing their success. But the thing that most advisors never talk about and most people never focus on is that right there. How are you going to live in retirement? What are you going to to retire to. Change is tough. Change is real tough. But it doesn't mean that you should just downsize. Because sometimes downsizing is worse than anything else that could be. We saw this a few years ago. We had a gentleman, again, downsized his business. He actually sold his business, opened another business. Well, then his wife's health began to fail. And he had sunk a lot of money into the second business, this so-called hobby business. And it wasn't really just for the passion. You know, we kept asking, what is your purpose in doing this? And he said, I just have to have something to do. They sunk so much money into it. By the time that she actually recovered with her health, which she did, but by the grace of God, he wasn't done with her yet, their money was not in a good place at all. And they ended up needing to sell houses, property, and things just to support their retirement lifestyle. And guess what they found out through that whole process of her being sick? What's that? What they really wanted to retire to. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the business. It had everything to do with taking care of their relationships in their life and helping their grandchildren be the best that they could be, helping their kids be the best that they could be, focusing on their church, focusing on their community. And that's where they wanted to be spending all their time and effort. Well, they could have done that double fold had they not taken the, the first path, right? And so I think a lot of times people go into retirement and they experiment. They experiment by just stepping a toe in the water.
just downsizing a little bit, and they don't think that it will hurt their overall picture, but we forget to think about those what ifs. What if you end up with a ranch that you can't sell? What if your health fails and you can't take care of something that you've got? And five years down the road, you figure out that your initial decision had subsequent consequences that you can't back out of, you can't get back, and it's cost you what you were going to be able to do with your retirement. That's pretty big. So when we come back right here on Life Planning 101, we're going to give you some planning activities to help you figure out how you don't flunk retirement. And we're back, Life Planning 101, right here on KPX KDY. Angela has a, an exciting final segment. We're talking about planning for a successful retirement. And, you know, I thought about, I kind of reflected on the last two segments. And, you know, we always tell people, you know, it's your life, it's your money. You need to do what you want to do. You know, our job as, you know, retirement counselors, in a sense, life planners, is to help you kind of self-search and make sure that's really what you want to do, what you really want out of life. You're not just doing it because of a feeling of a need to do something. Right. And, you know, we find out that people that are the most successful retirees are those that actually retire. They say retired successfully because they had a plan to retire, not just to downsize. And it wasn't just a plan for their dollars. They retired to something. And usually, okay, not always, but usually it's something completely different from their past life. And, you know, their dollars are just there to support it. So here's what I challenge you with. Don't just replace time because, first of all, you're actually going to waste it. Life is too purposeful, you know, for you to do that. It just shouldn't happen. Second, you're going to waste dollars. Over and over again, we see people retire and downsize, change their mind, and then again, you know, have consequences to that. And last and most importantly, what happens with most ranchers and business owners alike in particular is that they don't die on the ranch, but their health does. And you've got to keep that in mind that you are retired. So just like life, even if you are that young, young 80-year-old, you still have a lot more risk than you did when you were 40 about certain things. So how can you live life on purpose? What does that really mean to you? And we wrote a great article. This is uh, many years ago. It's called Will You Flunk Retirement? And you can actually go in our learning center online and find it. And we've got these little planning activities in here. And it talks about replacing, you know, these different areas of your life and really focusing on what this next leg of life means so that it can bring fullness to your whole picture. And, you know, figuring out your strength, you know, reflecting on, you know, what you've done in the past and writing down those activities that gave you that sense of accomplishment and excitement and got you going and driving each day and, and writing those down and figuring out what are some things that you could do to use them in retirement. And, you know, what about your mind? Think about what's going to drive down, you know, drive your mind in retirement. Write down the activities that can give you a sense of engagement or would be challenging for you to work out. You know, it's easy for me to say as a team roper, I'm around a lot of other team ropers that are retired and they love to go to ropings that are hard. <laughs> they love to do it because it's a challenge. It gives their mind a challenge to try to work on fears that they don't know or you know, dealing with circumstances that are unwarranted, but you've got to keep yourself engaged. If you're doing the same old, same old every day, then yes, you know, Terry, like you said, 
you have a risk of just retiring and dying. It's very important to engage your mind. Your soul. You know, what are the activities that bring you a sense of meaning or give you a sense that you're contributing something larger to this life than yourself? And that is a huge piece of being able to retire. I feel so blessed in the church that we're in, for the people in our church family that are retired, and they focus on giving back. It's just in their nature to have that servant heart and do something that has nothing to do with them. But you know how much joy I also see in those people's faces? And when you talk to them and how happy they are, it's amazing. So what are you doing with your time and your soul and your relationship? You know, I encourage you, you know, if you get a piece of paper, write the word me in the middle of it and draw you a circle around that. And then draw a larger circle around the first circle. And I want you to write the names of the people who you're closest to and, most, and that are most important to you. And I want you to draw even a larger circle and write the names of people who are also important to you, but maybe less so. And after you complete this little map, you want to mark the people that you're currently working with or dealing with while you're not retirement. Just put an X over them. And while some of those people you'll still know after your retirement, most you won't. And you're going to have to do something to create some new relationships in your life or otherwise you're going to get lonely. And this is something that people do get scared of, but they don't know how to do. So there's your tool. Start with that and figure out what you can be doing with your strength, your mind, and your soul, and incorporate new relationships into that because it's a really, really big piece. And, you know, another thing I had a coach do with me once was uh, have you sit there and write your obituary. Yeah. And as, as awful as that sounds, you know, it's a great tool because you still have time, lots of time, to do the things that you want to do so that you fulfill the life that was built for you, right? I remember doing that whenever I was in school, so I, I think it's a pretty common habit. But you do have time to change your obituary. That's right. That's, right. That's exactly right. So planning for retirement isn't just about the money. It isn't about downsizing. Heaven forbid it isn't about downsizing. Downsizing shouldn't even be in your words unless that is what you're retiring to and you want to do it and you're just excited about it. It's about having and taking the time to bring a fullness to your life and the opportunity to accomplish the goals that you've been setting aside for years, you know, enrich your relationships that sustain you emotionally and spiritually and, you know, focus on really making a good grade, right? <laughs> right? Really, really looking back and saying, I have no regrets. I have absolutely no regrets. And if you need help with this, that's what we do. That's why we're here. We want to help people live life on purpose. We want to make sure that your success that you built over the years is just a tool for you to do that. It's not the focus of that. So if you have more questions, make sure you reach out to us at Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas, the great town in Eastland, Texas. I wish everyone, all of our listeners, the best every week. We always are praying for uh, the families that we work with to stay happy and healthy through these strange times that we're in. And, and uh, we just ask that God bless you abundantly and in your own lives. And as you seek out these purposes, that know that someone's behind you and someone's praying for you. Have a great week, and we hope to have you on the show next week at Life Planning 101. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to have our very own CFA, Aaron Kennedy. It's going to be a great week talking about everything financial in the market. 
Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.